White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go there, subscribe, maybe hit the notifications bell so you see when we can drop another video. We did our 300th. That's on uh, YouTube right now, so go and subscribe. 312-566-8727, 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave us a voice message or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Without any further ado, Chris, I know the people who are listening to this can't see this, but I'm going to paint a picture for him. I'm going to paint wow. a picture for the folks. How you doing? Um, so, yeah, we've got a power outage here on the Northwest side, but uh, the show must go on, as they say. And the show, episode number 306, is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. Yeah. So I got home tonight and right as I'm you know, about to heat up dinner, mm-hmm. power goes out around 730. And uh, obviously the socks were already going on for about an hour and a half at that point. And, uh, you know, so we had to make do. So we're going to do the show today like our forefathers did it. Okay. So we're doing a podcast just like our ancestors would do. So I had to write my game notes on the sheet of paper here. So that's how we're doing this thing here tonight. Um, Thank God for 5G, right? Oh, yeah. I know it it gives people COVID, but, you know, it's pretty good. You can still watch the Sox game. Uh, (laughs) And we can beam Wi-Fi to other devices in the house so everyone can sort of uh, have a normal evening here tonight. But, yeah, man, uh, shout out to the uh, 5G Internet to being able to allow us to record and also watch the Sox game. So um, uh, before we get going, is your like sub pump like is your that running? I don't know what. Um, electricity does to your toilet stuff, so I don't know if that yeah, is connected. That's a that's a good question. We don't have a, a, a sump pump, so yeah, it's not affected. So you know, um, I, I this is our first major outage salute since we've been here uh, for three years. So I looked up stuff like that, like things to make sure to do and not do yeah. when your power goes out, because this is the first real one we've had for any time longer than an hour. They say it's going to be back around eleven thirty tonight. Uh, or last night, uh, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this in the morning and I still don't have power, folks, we got a problem. Um, but yeah, it just you know, there's, it doesn't really affect the the, the water, so we're good there. Uh, but yeah, I have I have I was looking at buying a generator just a few days ago. Uh, in case, obviously, I want to uh, live off the land and off the grid. Um, so uh, I think I still will make that investment if this is uh, any indicator. Uh, this is not ideal. It's suboptimal. And one of our neighbors down the block has one, but not many people do. But good, good investment. I think I'll pick up a generator. So, yeah, everything's good. Just don't open up your fridge or freezer too often if you can prevent it. And the food will probably still be okay in the morning. We're actually our only house on our block, like, you know, our block stretches about eight to 10 houses. The church on the other side of us, they've got power. 
block next next block over they've got power so it's only our little area i know i know it's weird oh so yeah you yeah they will slip through sometimes techno but not that time um let's talk about the game shall we wow um folks baseball is not for the faint of heart the white Sox Mm -hmm. five to two winners and as we're recording this uh, Cleveland is losing to Texas uh, by a score of seven to three. So we could be looking at 10 games back uh, up again on Cleveland by the time this episode airs. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted on that. And maybe Herb can give us a final score before the uh, show ends here. We can have some closure to that, but mm-hmm. Sox are five to two winners. And, you know, a little follow-up from last night's show, uh, you know, Tony spoke on the, the Zoom chat today, mm-hmm. and it was kind of interesting. I just, I just, you know, I'm not picking on Tony here. Uh, there's plenty of time for that later. But he was, you know, the, the, what we, we didn't know all the information when we did the show yesterday about what transpired in that inning with with uh, in the sixth inning with Lance Lynn and and the the RBI single given up to Vlad Jr. and we were speculating all sorts of things and we didn't get any real clarity, did we, Herb? In the post game yesterday, Lance Lynn took ownership and says, "Hey, I got I can't let that happen." Blah blah blah. But no one ever said like, "Oh, there was a sign that was missed or whatever." Tony didn't comment in the post game about it. Um, and then there was an opportunity to follow up. And when all the reporters had seen the video of what happened in the dugout between Sebi and Tony, Tony uh, chose to double down and not comment on his no comment, which uh, I thought was was funny. But um, what's the uh, what's the point of that, Herb? But not just being being transparent with with the media who are gracious enough to cover your team every day. It's not a, a hard ask to get some clarification there. Am I am I off base on this? But I, I thought that someone should have stepped up. And yeah, I know he doesn't want to bust toss his player. And if we were in an open locker room like back in the day, you'd be able to talk to Sebi, and he probably would have owned up to it if it was his mistake. But that's the thing. We have no idea what happened yesterday, and the fact that they didn't provide any real clarity today during the Zoom chat that was kind of weird. Don't you think? Yeah, I just don't know in, to his um, to make an excuse for him. He was not asked the question directly. I would say, hey, say, hey, Tony, we saw the cameras and they caught you guys talking. You and Sebi, you very animated. Would you like to share with us what you were saying to Sebi right there? No one asked that specifically. They pretty much asked around the question. Man, managers are uh, always criticized and it's a tough job, blah, blah, blah. Uh would you do this any different? And Tony asked, answered the question. Then Chuck asked more of a pointed question about, you know, what happened with the three O count and yeah. the Vlad Guerrero question. So he got it kind of close, but no one asked him specifically what happened with you and Sebi. No one did, but Tony, uh, he should have just said, you know, guys, we like to keep things in house in house. So yeah, that's all. That's Would've- all I got to say about that. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. And I suppose that, you know, ultimately we get the same answer there, which is no answer. But yeah, it was kind of weird to just, uh, it's something seemingly so insignificant to not comment on it further and get any real clarity. You know, I, and you may ask, why does it matter? Because I want to know about the demographic there in the dugout. And if you're asking a young catcher like that, who's in his first full season of Major League Baseball. I know he had been up for a cup of coffee briefly in seasons past, but this is his first go around catching almost every day at this point. So I would like to know what that demographic, that, that dynamic is like between the manager, the, the your ace pitcher, and the catcher there. If the, you know, if, if there's a, an issue with missing signs, I want to know about it. If you know, if if Lance Lynn is going rogue, I want to know about it. So yeah, just interesting. Um, and we won't get any 
you know, further clarity on that, but it is what it is. We're, we're not entitled to answers on everything, but it certainly would be helpful because it helps, it gives the media and fans a little bit more, uh, more, you know, grace, a little more leeway for us to understand the process. And we always talk about process over results and, you know, helping us understand the process, I think would help in that instance. But um, let's get to this game here, shall we? What, what yeah, an exciting game. Before you get to yeah. the game, final seven to three Rangers over the Indians. All right. So White Sox back to 10 games up in the AL Central. I do feel a bit better because if, if this thing would have gone down to eight, if the, mm-hmm. if the, if the result would have swung the other way tonight, I'd be a little nervous tonight, but it is what it is. And I'm happy for that. All right. So an interesting thing we talked about on the show yesterday, who's going to bat lead off. Mm-hmm. And I threw out there, Hey, once throw Luis Robert up there and you know, I'm not a, a genius by any means, but that's exactly what Tony did. Tim Anderson off again. And Luis Robert responds by getting on base early. And I was listening to the radio calls. I'm sure you were on your way home because we both mm-hmm. got out of work at the same time. Uh, I was very worried because DJ was talking about uh, Luis Robert uh, possibly missing first base and uh, and not being able to get to second base on what would have been a double. Mm-hmm. But then maybe looking like he was hurt or running not even half speed, like basically jogging around the bases and ultimately that's what he had to do anyway he could walk home after the abreu home run which we'll get to in a second but i was very concerned there and i still have to go back and watch the video on that but yeah apparently Luis robert was okay because he was out there uh mm-hmm. tracking him down in center field but i was it was kind of kind of weird i don't know if he's still apprehensive about going 100 and i'm okay with that if that's what it was maybe it was just an instance of him missing first base and that happens too uh but i thought that was interesting but Luis robert Three hits last night in the leadoff spot. That'll 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 play. That that's a good job by Luis Robert right there, filling in for TA, who maybe her maybe he's not that important. Maybe Tim Anderson, maybe they should have traded him at the deadline uh, for more pitching for another yeah, closer, here. maybe. White <laughs> Sox get their get their get their twelfth victory without Tim this year. Only eleven losses. Yeah, but it was a nice job by Luis Robert uh setting the setting the tone up there at the top of the lineup tonight. Yeah, it was good to see him up there. Um, yeah, and you're right. I think I went with Moncada at the top, and he batted second and got the three hits also in the second hole. But, uh, yeah, those two guys set the table, and you saw what happened. Abreu, who hits uh, Barrios very hard yes, in, his, in his career. Um, <laughs> I'm very racist. God, I, I'm sorry, guys. No, that's the proper. That's, that's the proper. Yeah, you're trying I, to roll your R's. You're trying I to feel bad. Respect. I, I know bad. it feels it feels a little weird. Jose right? Barrios. I'm gonna say it very <laughs> Joe, size. Joe Barrios. Yeah, Joe, Joe Barrios. Joe, Joe Barrios sounds like uh you know like uh it works in the, the city clerk's office. I'm about to say, hey, yeah, Joe, he's, <laughs> he's about to fucking run for office. Hey, Joe Barrios here. I'm gonna be tough and crime. Um I'm your water so, reclamation uh candidate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh but yeah, um Barrios, you know who gave me a confidence to try to roll the R's is our guy JP John Paul Morosi. Like he's fluent in, in Spanish and Italian and other languages too, and he's not afraid to put himself out there uh, rolling the R's with uh, with uh, Miss Joe Barrios's name. So that's what gives me the confidence. So just salute to John Paul Morosi. Uh, but then Jose Abreu with a three run bomb in the first inning, a monster night for Abreu last night. He uh, ends up with let's see, he's got three hits. Mm-hmm. And four four RBI, so just a monster night by Pito. I mentioned yesterday how someone needs to step up without TA, and oh boy, did uh, Jose Abreu step up last night. Much, yeah, he's continued his hot August. He's got the most home runs in the month of August out of any player. 
he's just seeing the ball really well. I mean, I don't know what it is like the, the warm weather, the just the calendar changing. He's like, OK, it's my month. Let's do it. And, you know, maybe the break from uh, the all star break when you get a couple days rest, your body recharges. And then his uh, month of August is always solid. But he's by far his best in this month. And I love him in the spot right now. He's once these people get on in front of him, there's no stopping him in the month. So that's why T.A. coming back maybe later on today is a very valuable tool. And then we could either have Luis Robert or Yoan Moncada right in front of him. More runs to be driven in right there. So and I'll get back to yo. I mean, Jose Abreu in a second once we discuss some bad things that happened and not necessarily him. OK, um, you meant. Yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, piggyback what you were saying there. I, I wonder if there is something to that where Jose Abreu, believe it or not, if you're an RBI believer or not, I believe there are such things as natural run producers. And maybe when there's, when there's runners on base, Jose loosens up a little bit and he knows he's got the supreme confidence to be a run producer. But I think maybe when he doesn't have those guys on, maybe he feels like he has to hit a home run and that's the only way that they're going to score a run. So I think maybe there's the like reverse psychology to that. Like I, having guys on base gives him comfort. Um, but yeah, to it's his weird. Fr- like I used to be a, a person that didn't believe in that specifically for yeah. anybody, but now I'm thinking that, it might be a thing because this guy continues to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's weird. People can certainly try try to debate. I think you know, there's no right or wrong answer, but I I don't. You know, I, we talk about clutch. I don't necessarily believe in clutch. You know, because they all these things tend to even out at the end of the day. But I think there is like the I, I don't know who mentioned it. Maybe it was Bernstein. The absence of suck. You know, mm-hmm. a guy can just maintain and be himself in a big spot as opposed to you know, quote unquote, rising to the moment or whatever. A guy has the ability to not get too big. Joe Madden used to talk about slowing down the heart rate, all that good stuff. So I think there's definitely something to that where guys just thrive and they can be themselves because they have the track record and and, and because they, you know, they have the natural ability to, to drive those runners in and, mm-hmm. and diversify their swings and, and, and adjust for situation and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, I, I like that discussion for sure. And Jose came through uh, finishing up here, the lineup. Uh, two hits for Eloy, two hits for Leury, two hits for Jake Lamb. Hey, Jake Lamb. And uh, also we had two hits as well for Danny Mendick. So a solid offensive night for the White Sox. You would like to have more than five runs, especially after you just get the four in the first. But ultimately, it's good enough to win. Uh, your concerns uh, uh, before we get to the pitching staff, uh, anything about the lineup here or is it strictly pitching related here? No, it's, it's, it's base running. <laughs> You know, okay, we, already, we already discussed the Luis Robert thing. That's more of a mistake than that. I could, I could accept, you know, not touching first base. It happens. It's not mm-hmm. a real thing. I don't know what happened there. I'm not going to give him too much crap for that one. But yeah. we have a base knock by who was it? Yoan Mancada right up the middle. The set runner at second base is Zach Collins. He freezes for a second because it's right up the middle. And there's a guy jumping for the ball. It's Zach goddamn Collins. The ball drops in right over the second baseman or shortstop's head. So Zach Collins is rounding third while the guy is getting the ball, the center fielder. It's a new guy. I think his name is Palacios. Oh, Palacios. Yeah, we'll get to him later. Yeah, that's it. And so it's Zach Collins. Remember, a catcher, slow. Joe waves him in. Super Joe waves him in. And Zach Collins is out from here to Detroit. It was just so terrible because, firstly, it's Zach Collins, as I as I said. Yeah. Secondly, you have, as we just talked about, Jose goddamn Abreu coming up with the bases loaded. 
what are we doing? And it'll be bases loaded one out. What are we doing? Like, do we not know time, situation, players? You, this, all the calculations have to go through a third base coach's mind when they're sending a person in. And I know that's a bang, bang thing, but you can yeah. be excused with Danny Mendick getting sent in, uh, Brian Goodwin being sent in, and he'll get some of this too. Somebody with some speed, but it was just so dumb on multiple levels right there. You can't excuse Super Joe for that. And then later on, Brian Goodwin on a ball that's a halfway in the middle between the first baseman and the right fielder ball drops in. He's at second base and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go to third after being hesitant because the ball was still in the air. He could have been doubled off. He goes to third and he's out from here to Cleveland. Like, what are we doing? I know Joe did not send him. It was just a bad play where you're putting yourselves in danger for no damn reason. Stay at second base. And then we got another hitter coming up. We're doing well versus these guys. We have 18 goddamn hits. That's, and five runs on 18 hits is <laughs> that's low. Yeah, that's unreal. I didn't realize that. Yeah, 18 hits. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lot. That should be more than enough to get you more than five runs. And we were sweating I that like goddamn for- game out. Yeah, it should, shouldn't have been that way. And you end up burning your closer, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but uh, I like Jose Goddamn Abreu. It makes me reconsider what my confirmation middle name uh, should have been. You pick a name of a saint for your confirmation middle name. Uh, I chose Patrick, uh, but maybe it should have been Goddamn. Um, so uh, we'll take a quick time out here and we'll talk about uh, strong outing by Dylan Cease and that thing that happened there in the eighth and ninth inning. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by green room green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me other fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport herb and i will be hosting a lockdown white Sox room soon yes you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports. I can't wait to join you guys on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown White Sox squad is ready. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, so Dylan C is very strong last night, Herb. He goes seven innings, four hits, gives up just the one run, one walk, seven strikeouts, lowering his earn run average on the year. Uh, under four, finally, to three, nine, two, mm-hmm. 15 swings and misses from Dylan last night. Um, he has not had many opportunities in his young career to, to pitch with a, a, a substantial lead, and I would consider anything more than three a pretty good lead. You know, if I look at the data to back that up, but a four-run lead for a, for a young guy like that who has struggled on the road this year against a good opponent opponent that had to have been huge uh, with uh, the the start that he was able to uh, come out with uh, after having that nice big lead there early. Yeah. And that's what exactly what I was worried about. Like when I saw they get the three runs in the first thing, I was like, okay, this is good for Dylan. Can he pitch with a nice lead? And also, like you said, it's on the road versus a quality opponent in those Toronto blue Jays. That lineup is unstoppable. It's just like another guy, another guy, another guy. And the man stepped up and did the job. Like, I think he's starting to believe that he has real good stuff. By far, for me, 
the best stuff on the White Sox rotation, if not on the whole staff. He's just got nasty rotation on his slider. We saw the graphic. He still leads the league in spin rate with over 2,800 revolutions per minute. He's filthy. The the 12 to 6 knuckle curve he has, and he was sitting 98 today with the fastball. Just he he's really impressed me. Excuse me, this year. He's increased his uh, strikeout rate this year where uh, I was on the spaces with Josh Nelson and Jordan Lozowski. Jordan Lozowski from Sox on 35th. Josh Nelson from uh, Sox Machine. And they were just talking. They were gushing. He's like, he's in his first real season as a major league pitcher. And he's at like a 33 plus uh, strikeout rate this year. He's just keep on raising that from every year that he's uh, appeared in majors. It's just very heartening to see him go from a guy that I didn't want anything to do with him. Not like, you know, I knew he was young, but I was like, this guy's got it, but he's always breaking down this guy who's more. Okay. I know I'm good. I know I got this premium stuff. I'm not going to F around anymore. Like I was telling Courtney, like he would get to O two back in the day and battle that guy back to three, two, like just by nibbling, trying different things. Like, Finally realized he has a 98 mile per hour fastball that can throw it anywhere. Throw it. Like, hey, that's and if, huge. And, like, if, you, and if Dickerson can hit it over the fence, F it. Give me another yeah. rock. Yeah. I think that's the key there is the confidence with the fastball and being able to locate the fastball because they, he was able to work off of that with the slider. Um, mixed in the, the curveball, you know, one of his, his best pitches, and then even sprinkled in a changeup at the time. He even got the young guy Palacios on that changeup where he almost got himself rung from the ball game. And thankfully, he was not rung from because we wouldn't be able to see him uh, have sweet love made to him by Liam Hendricks later on in the <laughs> ball game. Um, but yeah, that was that was a moment right there. But yeah, man, Dylan sees that's a guy, you know, where if you would have said at the beginning of the year, that's a guy that's going to have to start a fourth game of a, of a championship series for you. You now you wouldn't look at that be like, Ooh, I'm not so sure. So if he has success in a situation like that, it wouldn't surprise me at this point because he's building on things right here. So that's definitely, was a solid outing for him. Uh, it was great to see that um, from Dylan Cease. All right, let's get to this bullpen here. So Michael Kopech comes in in the eighth after Dylan Cease pitches the seven strong innings. Kopech comes out, strikes out the first guy, then he gets himself, uh, into a, a little bit of trouble here. And then Tony gives him the quick hook after mm-hmm. his third hitter. Um, and I, I texted you, you're out, uh, you're out walking Ziggy. I said, yep. Oh my God, Herb, it's happening. Out comes Liam Hendricks, because I don't think we had too much of an indication that Hendricks was going to be the guy in behind him. But all of a sudden, because they were working with the Toronto feed, which it did an okay job, I think. Um, and all of a sudden here comes Liam Hendricks in for the, the five out save in the eighth inning and he got himself in a little bit of trouble here. He gives up the walk to Simeon and all of a sudden, when I say this game, this is not for the faint of heart. Here comes mm-hmm. Vlad jr. With the bases loaded uh, as the tying run at that point, in the ball game. And he, you know, the slider was not working for Liam last night. And when I say it's happening, I should backtrack. I, I thought finally we're going to see Liam Hendricks come on for the eighth. He'll get out of the inning, and then Kimbrel will have an opportunity for a clean ninth inning, and then all will be right with the world. And that's we'll we'll see it just like that every day the rest of the way here when the Sox have a lead. But it was it was not to be. But before we get to the ninth, uh, the Stones uh, for Liam Hendricks to not have the slider working and to just pump Vlad Jr. with fastballs and to get him to roll into that six four three. Oh, that was a thing of beauty. And uh, what was your reaction when you saw that transpire? (laughs) Well, I saw the same thing Liam saw. He's like. 
everybody in this place knows that I'm going to throw a fastball. You know, I'm throwing a fastball and he couldn't turn it around. He was actually late on the fastball. He hit it to right field uh, out of play. And so I'm sure Liam, I think that was on a three, one count. Liam saw that and it's like, if he can't hit that one where he knows it's coming, he won't be able to hit this one. And he grounds it right to the shortstop. And I was yelling like I was outside. So I was like, yeah, just loud <laughs> as hell. And people probably like, what the hell is that guy? It's like, he's just happy it didn't rain anymore. That's weird. But yeah, I was like, man, that what balls. I was like, man, what a great job by Liam. Now I can go and sit down and Craig Kimbrough can come in the game and close this out. Wrong, yeah, it was, it was, wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. Uh, it was not meant to be. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing when everyone in the building knows what you're going to throw. And it's not like one of your secondary pitches. Like I remember, the, you know, when you just said that, it brought me back to the 2005 postseason when Bobby Jenks would come in and you knew you were getting that that hammer. You knew Uncle Charlie was coming to visit with, with two strikes and there was nothing you could do about it. Um, but that's different when it's, a, when it's a secondary breaking pitch, you know. Um, but when you just have the fastball to work with, that, that changes the game a little bit. You know, even Mariano Rivera, you knew the cutter was coming, but because of the movement, you couldn't do anything with it. This is just straight heat coming right at you. Let's see what you can do with it. And, you know, Vlad did not look good on the earlier swinging strike, and then he's able to get that double play there, which was huge. Uh, I should mention, I had my... Uh, I had tarot cards read to me by Ruby Rios, uh, Liam Hendricks's tarot card reader on the on the show today on Parkers and Spiegel. We'll get to that later on in the week, and I'll Follow talk about now. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not Miss Cleo. This is okay. Ruby Rios. Uh, so we'll get to that later in the week. That was a fun thing that happened, but uh, she foresees good things uh, for this team. She doesn't follow baseball, but obviously she has few baseball players that are clients. But she says the vibes are good with the White Sox. So uh, then here comes the night. And we don't have the luxury of being able to see anyone warming up in the bullpen. And we, we figure out it's like, oh, because no one was warming up. So Hendricks comes back out for the ninth uh, with no slider uh, to, to, to his name. And Kimbrell, you thought maybe Kimbrell would come out there. He did not go out there. And I think this is uh, a missed opportunity here for, for the Sox and Tony. I think this was a, a bad moment. Um, I think Gordon Beckham provided a little bit more. Uh, reasoned logic to it by saying once he's he's once Kimbrel would be up that means he's hot and it's like he's being used and we talk about that on the show all the time but in this case I think it would have been worth the risk here because if you're you know I think he should have been up to start the inning regardless I think you give Liam a good you know uh, feeling getting out of the eighth um, and without with knowing too that he didn't have his good stuff you, you leave him there with the eighth with some success and you give Kimbrel a clean ninth which I think would have been important because He's able to come back after the debacle last night and have a good feeling and, and do what he does best to save a ball game. But it was not meant to be. Um, is that how you would have drawn it up to like before, without knowing the results in the moment? Is it, were you expecting Kimbrell there for the ninth third? Yeah, I was expecting Kimbrell for the ninth. It, I mean, one could say, I think Liam only threw 10 pitches in his eighth yeah. inning. And so, yeah, bringing him back out and using him as we like to use him multiple innings. So if he did get in trouble, which he did, Kimbrel time like but start Kimbrel off throwing in the beginning of the inning to get him ready knowing that Liam say hey Liam if you get in trouble I got you so it's not yeah. like if that ball gets through at the last out now we're in trouble bringing Kimbrel in now where he's got the bases either jammed or the winning runs at the plate type of thing that wouldn't have been an ideal situation for him but the way it turned out or the way that he had Hendricks come back for the ninth 
It wasn't how I drew, drew it up, but also I have no problem with it at all. Okay. Um, so he doesn't, he eventually does get Kimbrell warming up. It was after Hendricks threw his 35th pitch and he winds up around 40. I don't have that in front of me here, but he, he, Liam Hendricks gives up some hard contact there, ultimately surrenders a run, but he's able to get by on just pure, pure guts and guile because uh, Palacios came up there and he did not look good up, you know, the, the poor rookie up there against Liam Hendricks fastball mm-hmm. that he had never seen before. That's a tough spot. But you know what? You can't control that uh, because you had to deal with a uh, near death with uh, Vlad Jr. coming up the inning before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you get out of it uh, lucky, uh, you feel like. But Hendricks holds on for the save. And now, um, you know, since Kimberl only lightly got up and, and, and warmed up, you would think if the Sox are in a safe position tomorrow, he'll be available to you. So maybe that'll uh, build this thing that, that I thought maybe they would do where you have the alternate closes on alternate days. And you have this guy is not available today. But the other closer is, you know, and you'll just do that for weeks on end and there's no real uh, messiness there. So I'm hoping maybe this this sets that in motion. Baseball will never allow it to be that simple. And I understand that. But it would be nice if the Sox get a save opportunity and get Liam or get uh, Craig Kimbrell out there uh, for a save. I think that'll be it'll sort of wipe the slate clean. Craig Kimbrell can feel better about himself and, and we'll get to, to see what the, you know, the white Sox had envisioned when they traded for Craig Kimbrell, but you know, you're all that right. said, 39 pitches. Yeah. So, you know, but a, a, a fun game and a, and a much needed win, I think for the Sox. And uh, that's, that's all I got, man, but a pretty wild game. And uh, there's going to be a lot more where, where these came from still two more left uh, in this blue Jay series, which we'll uh, preview when we come up, unless you have anything else here, we'll take a time out. I just wanted to say, I liked how the White Sox in, I think it was the first inning after the three run home run, you get two more outs and then strike three is thrown to Jake Lamb. Luckily for us, Mark Carlson didn't call it. And then the White Sox got that reprieve and Jake Lamb took advantage and got a knock there. And I think uh, Nick eventually got a single to score the run. So that is what I like. I like the White Sox taking advantage of the gifts that are given to them even though they didn't 100% take advantage of it because Collins came up the next guy and uh, did what Zach Collins does, three outcomes. But, you know, it was good that the White Sox are thinking about, you know, I got to take advantage of this. And Jake Lamb crushed that ball, I think, to 100-plus miles per hour. So I got to give him credit. Sometimes I crap on him for not coming through on the same situations, but they did well there. We'll take a quick timeout. Preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survival contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using our promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season bet online your online sportsbook experts and do not forget our promo code locked on when you sign up bet online your online sportsbook experts 
All right. My apologies to all the voicemailers, emailers. Uh, hit us up, lockedonsocks at gmail.com. That's lockedonsocks at gmail.com. The voicemail, of course, 312 566 If you hit us up tonight, I was not able to, you know, uh, get the thing running. Uh, I'm working here off of my cell phone and a notepad here. So usually I, I get the voicemails on my desktop and, you know, there's a lot of things going on here. I also remember that I neglected, I don't have my, my drop machine here, drop machine, and I uh, don't have Bill Walton in my basement here either. So uh, the, the Ward Sox would bring the banner, <laughs> whatever he says, line up the parade, Michigan Avenue on the Stubbs Turtle Bridge Division Street. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so there's your Bill Walton there. I don't know. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if, you know, this show, I don't know how much time, I don't even know if I'll be able to upload the show, let alone, you know, edit it. So we'll see where we're at with this and we'll see what version you guys end up getting. Maybe this uh, show just lost in the archives. Uh, but yeah, so that's where we're at. But uh, tomorrow we're, we're breaking down Giolito versus Robbie Ray. Are you Robbie Ray, Herb? Are you Robbie Ray? I know what you said. I'm not going to forget it. Who wants to know? I know. Who wants to know? (laughs) I gave you some of your own medicine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, I deserve it. Um, I am doing the show here uh, in suboptimal conditions, so why not give me a rougher ride? Yeah, I know you did because you laughed when I do it off the air. So, you know, be the same person (laughs) on the show as you are off. That's all I ask. Um, But I am doing the show Uh. here by 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 candlelight and flashlight here uh, and i feel like um i'm about to warn uh, my next of kin that the red coats are coming to be honest with you that's how i feel doing this show here tonight uh but i got that reference Julie- yeah yeah yes you, you don't have to be a history major to understand that one uh julito's nine and nine with 377 against robbie ray in his tight pants he's got his tight pants on he's nine and five with a 279 earn run average so we'll have the recap of that one uh, coming at you tomorrow right at midnight so uh, i think that's all i got it would help if you guys sent an email or two because i think i may miss a show this week so if we can get a mailbag in the bag that would be cool locked on socks at gmail.com that's locked on socks at gmail.com we've got a few lined up here i'll talk about my experience with ruby but i'm thinking ideally friday because i think i'm gonna go out on Thursday night, Herbie, my guy, Tim Dillon, the comedian is in town and uh, I, I think I'm going to attend that show. So I'm not so sure unless we do a quick day game recap right there in the office after work, maybe tough to, to lock each other down here for a Thursday evening recording session. So uh, send your emails in and maybe we can knock out a mailbag for the end of the week, locked on socks at gmail.com. But uh, that's all I got tonight. Herbie. Thank you for your patience, everyone. All good for everyone. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. Ecknerwall Wall 23 as me at Locked On Socks. Thank you for joining us tonight on Locked On Socks.